The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now we have Nilesh Makwana, who is the CEO of Illuminant Solutions. He's a public interest technologist. Nilesh, thank you very much for being on the program this morning. Thank you for having me, Chell, and happy senior week. Yeah, well, the big talk about the digital divide. I have to say, though, the digital divide in that conversation seemed to me to be bigger back in the sort of 2000s and early 2010s. And it seems to me now that more and more seniors are embracing technology, getting smartphones, that sort of thing. But I think one thing that perhaps has exposed the digital divide a bit more has been COVID-19 and the fact that you do need a smartphone and you do need to be competent at using MyGov here in Victoria in order to really access places. I know you can bring up printed copy of your vaccination certificate, but that sounds like a lot of hurdles to jump through. Indeed. Yes, uh, Michelle, you're right. Uh, we need a uh, uh, digital uh, divide is is uh, definitely bridging due to COVID. We have uh, more uh, seniors adapting the digital technology. They're becoming more tech-savvy. And this is uh, not by choice, but by necessity. And uh, as you mentioned, the digital pass, the vaccination pass, uh, that has to be accessed uh, for many places such as uh, entry to travel, but also possibly entry to the venues, events, uh, uh, restaurant, possibly even to the visiting the doctors. Uh, and having that access uh, within your smartphone uh, will make it easier to go around and travel around. Uh, so it's necessary that uh, um, seniors are trained or have enough understanding how to access the MyGov online services, which is not easy for you and I to access either, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. And the other thing is social inclusion. And uh, I remember people asking me, what is Zoom back when the pandemic first started? And I was one of perhaps the lucky ones that has used Zoom before we hit COVID-19. But now I even see seniors connecting to Zoom meetings and participating with no problems. And again, as you say, it's been born out of necessity because otherwise they'd be stuck at home. Likewise, yes. So the... the uh, it's not just uh, keeping in touch with loved ones and uh, uh, accessing telehealth or uh, necessary consultation services uh, for seniors uh, through uh, VC, which is video conferencing, uh, but also now um, the essential services such as uh, 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 telehealth, government services, but also ordering things online and uh, getting food services uh, in, in lockdown, it's all done via technology and ordering system. So our seniors have high anxiety when it comes to not knowing how to navigate this and also cybersecurity is a big threat for them and they are the easiest target. Uh, so yes, one thing it's good that it has a uh, helped us to adopt uh, technology in, in necessary time. But at the same time, adopting this in a safe environment is very necessary too. So there is a, a huge need right now to ensure that our seniors are accessing this technology in a safe environment and, and they know how to be cyber safe. 
So can you talk to me about what we can do in this space? How can we help to bridge that digital divide, particularly for the people that are still left out? So yes, uh, some people have got smartphones that previously didn't have them. Some people are engaging in Zoom meetings, but I imagine there's still a cohort of people that are either choosing or can't get connected. Is there a way that we can help them? Yes, well, there are three things which always uh, uh, makes it... uh, uh, the digital divide bigger. One of them is the affordability that our seniors and 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 the marginalized community has to have enough uh, uh, access to the fund to be able to afford the such devices. Because when it comes to senior, the iPads or iPhones are the one which are easier to use and access and adapt, uh, but it's expensive. So affordability is a big challenge. Second is the connectivity and having uh, right plans or right uh, data plans. And sometimes it's not in their hand when it comes to living in such facilities where Wi-Fi is given to them as a part of the residential facility maybe. So connectivity is a big challenge and especially in the regional areas. And then comes to the uh, access, access in the sense uh, uh, training. Um, they need to have the right uh, skills and training to be able to access everything online. Uh, one of the example I could give is uh, when you and I go to JB Hi-Fi to buy uh, any devices, we know how to negotiate and we can do online price match. Yes. And we can say, hey, let's just uh, uh, search online. This I'm getting a good deal here. Can you price match it? And then we can quickly save a couple of percentage on our purchase at JB Hi-Fi. When it comes to seniors, uh, they're not aware of it that, hey, uh, I could do the same on the spot, uh, do price match online, do some research, and I can save myself some bucks. Uh, JB Hi-Fi uh, uh, sales consultant is not going to help you do that unless you know this uh, uh, how to search online and, and do the price match on the spot. So many instances like this where the seniors don't have access to the information or the ability to do that and and they are disadvantaged when it comes to getting a good deal for example and uh, just on the, the sort of pricing aspect scams is another aspect that you've mentioned and people can perhaps call up and say, you know, we're offering this technical support service for this price. And of course, uh, they wouldn't know what a technical support service should reasonably cost. So if they say it's going to cost $300 to fix your computer, they think that's reasonable. Um, How do we educate people about scams? Because it seems like we talk about them a lot, but people still fall victim to them every year. Yeah, so we've been running a, a cyber safety training here in Western Australia in, in partnership with OSCyber WA, where we go to community centers, libraries, uh, uh, aged care services, and uh, some of the seniors gathering where we run cybersecurity uh, workshop or training. In, in, and we have started doing that in a multicultural language for our called community. And we play some of the examples of the scam calls or scam SMSs where you need to know whether it's a genuine or not genuine, click or not to click, and uh, uh, how to identify uh, when they start asking certain questions, which are definitely uh, a scam questions. Uh, creating more awareness and training is the only way here. 
education. Education is the only way to prevent them to getting uh, attacked by scammers, you know. And when you're running these sessions at the community centres, for example, what is the knowledge of people that you find going in? Do people have really no idea at all about how to tell the difference between genuine or non-genuine SMSs? Or do people tend to already come in having a fair understanding? Well, they have heard the stories. Uh, uh, they know that this sort of scams happens. Uh, and most people knows that uh, when they start asking personal details about their bank details or their Medicare card number or date of birth, they know that there is something alarming going on. But the scammers are becoming more and more intelligent and they know how to uh, use uh, or use the voice even where they pretend to be your grandchild or they pretend to be one of your relatives and uh, they try to act like a GP or doctor calling. Mm. Uh, So hence the... Uh, they know that scammers are there, what kind of questions they ask. But what what's becoming more and more uh, dangerous is that the scammers are now acting like a relatives or the trust person on the phone or SMS. Uh, and that's where it's becoming more and more tricky for seniors to identify whether this is genuine call or not genuine call. Sometimes they pretend to be the calling from bank. Uh, and then they worried that, oh, how do I know if it's a right person coming from the bank or not? And sometimes they already have half the information uh, in hand, which makes them uh, trustworthy because they know some of the information and some information are missing. Well, thank you very much for giving us your time this morning. Really appreciate it and a fascinating conversation. Uh, no, thanks, Michelle, for having me. And it's a senior week, and uh, this week we celebrate uh, seniors' uh, uh, achievements and, and their contribution to our society and, and all the knowledge they possess. So it's, it's our duty to ensure that we give them the support and the training they require to be cyber safe in, in this senior week. Thank you very Thank much. You for having me. Nilesh Makwana with us there, the CEO of Illuminance Solutions. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.